0: So the first round of the 2022 NFL Draft is complete, and we are going to go over it right now. You're in the doghouse. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13 and over on Facebook, still going over there, Dennis M. Roy. With me today, 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 I had too much to drink last night. With me today is the one and only Paul Burkholz. Everyone knows and loves him. Say hello, Paul.
1: Hello. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me on here.
0: Oh, well, you're the only one I could find on short notice. <laughs> <laughs> Within arm's reach. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we are recording from the hotel. Uh, we actually have, uh, it's pretty quiet right now. At the moment, yeah. At the moment, yeah. We got, our, we got our other guys, they decided to go out to Fremont, which is wonderful, so we were able to record. Best of <clears throat> luck, boys. uh somebody's coming home at 7 a.m again (laughs) but uh the first round is complete we're gonna go through there everybody has their updates uh with the spreadsheet with the depth charts uh everything going those came you know straight out of this same room so uh without further ado i think we're gonna just go ahead and start at pick one work down to 32 kind of give our thoughts and feelings on it um, and kind of what we were thinking at that point in the draft. Yes. So, uh, first on the board was the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, nobody, of course, was going to trade up in this draft to acquire the first the first pick. There's you know no big run on quarterbacks this year, uh, so there was no need to really move up. Uh, but the Jacksonville Jaguars did kind of throw the monkey a little bit of a monkey wrench, something, you know, controversial pick. Uh, I don't know how controversial, considering the fact that there was a lot of people talking about whether or not Trayvon Walker or Aiden Hutchinson could go first. But Trayvon Walker, the defensive end from Georgia, did go first to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And Paul, what's your feelings about that?
1: I think it's a good pick. Uh, a little bit projecting this uh, his ceiling. Uh, the kid on tape looks... Amazing! It's got the strength, size. You can play inside on the edge. Um, I think it's a really good fit. Uh,
0: The way that I saw it, okay, so Pro Football Focus had him ranked as the number four um, uh, edge defender in the draft. uh, Projected him first round. Uh, ESPN ranked him. ESPN and NFL.com ranked him as the number three defensive end, and I think that's what's throwing off a lot of people. Um, Basically, when you get up in this part of the draft, it's kind of, you know, if you're within the top three, I think you could go, you know, one in front of the other. Um, It's just whoever you prefer and what you're looking for. And what I said was, I said, this monster can not only pass rush with the best of them, but can also retreat into coverage and make plays. That was something that a lot of the guys couldn't do. Um, And they were just purely pass rushers. So, I said he might be the best of this whole draft class, and I don't say that with any hesitation. Someone is going to be very happy with Walker. So, Jacksonville taking him number one, I think, is perfectly fine. Um, I, they got the guy they obviously wanted.
1: Yeah, there's, there's, a, I think there's a higher ceiling to than over. My opinion, I think there's a higher ceiling on Trayvon Walker over Hutchinson,
0: and that's kind of something that I've been hearing too. Is that Hutchinson was kind of the safe play, Walker was kind of the uh, high upside type guy. Um, but I think you were going to get the same floor no matter what yep. with either Hutchinson or Walker. I mean,
1: it's, it's, it's something you don't want to miss, but there's a chance to take a superstar potentially in your scout's eyes. You grab him one.
0: There you go. <clears throat> with a number two pick then, Detroit kept Aiden Hutchinson in the state of Michigan, defensive end. Uh Basically, I think we kind of just kind of hit it. You know, Hutchinson's kind of the floor guy. Walker was the upside guy. Uh, I think Detroit just basically said, let's just play it safe. Let's take the kid from home.
1: And it's a really good fit. You know, what they're trying to build there was like a tough guy kind of mantra. Like, he's this hard-working blue-collar guy plugging away. I think it's a great fit for a team-wise. Mm-hmm. To get in there for the Lions, so it. It actually, I think this might help the Lions out quite a bit. I think they really happy with getting him. Where you know, thinking he was going to be one, and having him fall to two because it, it's just it seems like a great fit. You know, in house, in you know, in state, then comes to the Lions and being part of that rebuild that they got. That you know, because the current Lions team doesn't quit on you. Yep. And uh, they got something special brewing there. And so this is a nice nice fit.
0: PFF, ESPN, and NFL.com ranked him as the number one defensive end in this draft. Uh, so basically, you know, quote-unquote value came to him. But did say about Hutchinson, said, came back from a fractured leg to have a phenomenal senior year, uh, which propelled him to the top of the 2022 draft. Very little flaws in his game, and he should have no problems playing in the NFL for years to come. Whether that is as a consistent Pro Bowler or not, he should have a successful career. Moving on to the third overall pick here, we had uh, Houston, and they took uh, corner Derek Stingley, Jr. out of LSU. Uh, there was, you know, some kind of you know talks whether or not you know Derek Stingley or Ahmad Sauce Gardner were the number one. You know, cornerbacks or not, but uh, Stingley was kind of, I think, same regard as what the DNs were here. You know, Stingley was like the safe guy to take. Garner was kind of the upside guy, um, or maybe I have that backed. Up. No, I have that backed up actually, or reverse. I think yeah. yeah, Stingley was the upside guy, and uh, and uh, uh, Garner was the uh, safe guy because. Stingley was the one that had the injury, the injury issues.
1: He only flashed. Well, he had a huge freshman season, Stingley, and then kind of, kind of tapered off since then. Interesting pick at three. Uh, you know, everybody was telling everybody in the media was telling you, yes, "Saw Scarsman is the number one corner." So going three, hearing Stingley's junior's name at the draft, I was like, "Oh, I was." Interesting, and I wonder—I um, haven't looked into it—if he's more of a zone guy or a man-to-man guy because of their running Lovey Smith defense, right. you know, down in Texas. So it'd be a good fit for what they're trying to structurally do. Kids, a hell of an athlete, can jump out of the building, you know. Like, I mean, it's not a bad pick. It's a good place for him. Um, you know, that's what I was thinking. Though when we when his name was called, I was like, "What? What? Not Sauce?" Okay, you know, still.
0: So Pro Football Focus had him ranked number one. ESPN had him ranked two. NFL.com had him ranked three. So no matter which site you were really kind of looking at, he was falling in within the top three. Uh, Did say that coming back from a Liz Frank injury that derailed his 2021, all indications are that he'll be ready for the upcoming offseason. He's a very good cover corner and could be the best one in this draft class has a nose for the football and is suffocating in coverage. Where he goes is going to depend on what teams feel about him coming off the injury and if he has shown enough in college. He is a real boom or bust candidate, and someone will take the shot on him within the top 20 picks for certain. I didn't think he was even going to possibly go in. I thought he had a chance to fall out of the top 10. I I really did, just because of the injury concerns. Everybody knows those Liz Frank injuries are uh, nothing to really sneeze at. So definitely slow going in terms of recovery right mm-hmm. right didn't do any basically any type of workout, I don't believe the very
1: minimum yeah
0: because i don't think i don't the think he, he, he didn't do yeah. pro day. Uh-huh. I, I think he was just dealing with mostly like uh the meetings with you know various teams and stuff uh get the quote unquote gets the nausea but uh so we move on to number four. Number four pick was Sauce Gardner from Cincinnati, the corner. Uh, So, yeah, we had our corners go back-to-back. Pro Football Focus had him ranked at number two. ESPN and NFL.com had him ranked at number one. Uh, Did say on there that he is very good at keeping himself between the ball and the receiver. He's also a very stable run defender and makes the sure tackle. The kid can bang and will drop people. He's a very, very good hitter. Uh, he's one of the few that are in the draft that actually will wrap up. Um, I've expressed this concern that a lot of the kids are going for the big drop with just the shoulders and not using the arms when they're tackling. Um, I like his height, of course, and with his speed, he's able to cover all types of receivers. This kid could smoke a tight end as well if he had to, just based on i mean, his size, his size alone and the way that he bangs. I really like Gardner. Dude,
1: 6'3". I mean, he's got arms and legs for days, and he can run. And if you think about uh, the head coach's defense, Mm -hmm. it's a great fit for them and what they want to do moving forward. Because the Jets, let's face it, the Jets need as much help as they can get on defense. Coming out of that uh, AFC East, and one of their biggest weaknesses is to try to help Zach Wilson even do better by having a solid defense. And this kid's a, a great start for that build and I mean, he's going to have a guy, you know, you got a guy who can cover and lock down a side, you know, that, that could dictate a defense or, you know, you can attack offenses off of that. So that's great, great spot for him.
0: And I did fit, I, I fit him in, and I'm actually, I'm going to go back, I'm going to go back um, to Stingley too, uh, but we'll finish Gardner here. Uh, had Gardner put him in now ahead of Bryce Hall across from DJ Reed, who they acquired from Seattle. And then left uh, Michael Carter III in the in the slot. Figured that was going to be the setup for them, uh, at least initially. Uh, once we get into training camps and stuff, and for the secondary gonna, build, yeah, yeah it's going to mm. kind of it's kind of going to build itself out. Um, I'm going to go back here to Stingley because the way that it was originally set up was Desmond King across from Stephen Nelson, and then you had M.J. Stewart who was acquired. Uh, From Cleveland, I had him in the slot, but so what I've done is I've moved Desmond King, moved Desmond King back into his natural slot position because that's where he was playing um, for LA originally, and he was I I felt he was a much better he was a much better slot corner because then when he got traded from the Rams to the Titans, he also played in the slot there and was doing a hell of a job. Um, so Stephen Nelson on the left side, Stingley on the right, and then King in the slot. That's the way I th- I feel that that's going to end up turning out. Look, Sound good?
1: That sounds good. I mean, um, just thinking that the old school Bears cover two defense, you
0: know. Yep, 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 yep. <clears throat> All right, so that brings us to number five. This is the first of the two. New York Giants picks, and uh, they went with Kayvon Thibodeau, DN out of Oregon. How would you feel about that one?
1: I I feel like he is the the most explosive DN in terms of uh, the highest ceiling. But I feel like uh, some of his say uh, work ethic, or he's got to stay focused. Yeah. I think I think if he stays focused, he could be. He, he could be a steal at five.
0: Yeah, there was, quite, there was a question about his mental focus based on the fact that he was already talking about what he could do outside of his NFL career, business-wise with NFTs and all that type of stuff. But, I mean, the, we have to start kind of considering the fact that these guys are thinking outside of the box a little bit about their careers yeah. and what they can do with their own money. Whether or not what they, how they want to invest their money and stuff like that. I think it's a good topic of you know concern you know to talk about um, just in the fact of look they're getting paid ridiculous amounts of money to play a fucking game that we all love to watch, so hey if he want if he wants to get into the n f t market hopefully you know you get ten you know ten years out of a guy when that you're drafting that high, but uh yeah. PFF had him ranked at number two, ESPN ranked him at two, and NFL.com ranked him at one. So we get back into the whole uh, questions of Thibodeau, Walker, and Hutchinson, who exactly was the top defensive end coming out of this draft. But I said he's a really good pass rusher and was pretty dominant for Oregon during his career there. He has some really nice moves with both power and speed. He also has the ability to play the run and has some nice makeup speed to chase down a runner. He's very... That four point five eight forty that he ran, that is not what he looks like when he's on the field. No. He looks a lot faster than that. But I did say he's really good. He's definitely one of the best pure pass rushers in this draft.
1: Yes, yeah, the most explosive pass rusher out of the DNs. Um run blocking or run defense needs a little work, but his ability to get after the quarterback is it's gonna be a game changer, especially like we said, if he's all-in and focused, mm-hmm. it's definitely a game-changer guy.
0: Yeah, I, I, liked, mm-hmm. I liked Thibodeau from, you know, everything that I've seen. And I, I've seen some of the Pac-12 uh, games, actually, on TV, you know, late at night, just kind of getting ready for he, DFS He dominated and shit. some of them and games. He yeah, could not he be blocked.
1: <laughs> <laughs> run or pass, it did not matter. He was dominant. Yeah, so there's some flashes of some really high-end quality football out oh, this kid. Oh, yeah. And if the Giants can get it out of them, man, they got themselves a nice pick right there.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> All right. So, next on our list, we've got uh, the Carolina Panthers, who I know when we were sitting at the draft itself, I know there was a lot of people just going, oh, oh, this is Malik Willis. This is fucking Malik Willis. Malik Willis here, and I I think you know, we were both kind of looking at each other like if they're smart, they're not going to take fucking Willis right now. Mm -hmm. Nobody should have taken Willis high in this draft, no matter what anybody out there ever told you. Willis was not a good enough prospect to take, you know, early in this draft. None of them really were, uh, as far as the quarterback positions were concerned, but. Uh, Carolina played a smart. They needed offensive line help, and they got a good one in came Ekwanu, out of NC State offensive tackle that they can slide right in at their left tackle position.
1: Uh, his game tape in college, he looks like a grown man playing. You know, like <laughs> he, I think he's a uh, definitely worth the spot where they got him. I think he's maybe a ten-year career kind of guy, a tackle. Um, uh, uh, he's got uh, the length. 6'4", 310 pounds. It looks like he's got the footwork to go with it. Uh, they got a nice pick here.
0: The thing with it is, too, is like that 310 pounds, I mean, he doesn't really look like – he is built. Yeah, He's a big dude. Yeah. Um, PFF ranked him as the number two offensive lineman. Uh, ESPN had him ranked at one. NFL.com had him ranked at two. And uh, here's what I said about him. I said, dude just straight up buries people with his run blocking. And it's really comical. Uh, <laughs> keeps his shoulders level and keeps his defender in front of him. You can see him load up his arms and just stick the oncoming pass rusher. He can be beat at times, but it's usually when the ref misses the defender, sticking him in the face mask and driving his head backwards, which they tried, a lot of defenders tried doing that. they get that hand up underneath his helmet and they force his head back. Um
1: It's an old D-lineman trick. Threw him off balance. (laughs) There's always
0: those guys on the offensive line who you just knew loved to hit people and do their job to the best of the ability, and he is definitely one of them. You can tell he's having fun, and that's a guy you want on your team for years to come. So very, very solid pick. Uh, You know, you can argue it was him or Neal who's coming up here pretty quick. Uh, that were the best offensive tackle, you know, pure off left tackles in this draft. Um, so we'll go on to number seven, and that's the New York Jets or New York Giants. I apologize. Uh, pick, and that was Evan Neal, the offensive tackle out of Alabama.
1: And you were talking about how Iguano doesn't show his weight. Uh, there's another his, Evan Neal is one of them guys. He's sick seven. Yeah. 337 pounds, and he don't look like that. No. He's like just built, yoked. Yeah. You know, he's you know. <laughs> didn't get to see him what do much at the combine. I know he had his pro day where he did some stuff, but I didn't get to – I happen to not catch that.
0: I um, didn't. I didn't catch a lot of the pro days for anybody outside of the quarterbacks because I think it's just basically useless. I
1: would have liked to see like just some of the stuff. That's all. But I mean, his game tape. I mean, he's 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 a stud. Yeah, you know, and here's another guy for could be a, a starting tackle for ten years. Yeah, and it helps the Giants' offense quite a bit. They need to protect uh, Jones. They need to get that running game going with uh, Barkley. You know, uh,
0: yeah, this is good. Good insert here. Well, I mean, as far as Neil goes, compared to the other offensive linemen that they've really taken, you know, the past few years, this one seems like this is the one that they finally got right. <laughs> But Right, remember they got that little
1: Will Hernandez? you know, like He's yeah. like two feet tall and two feet wide. Oh, yeah. Everybody was <laughs> all happy about him. You know, oh, like, yeah. Um, sorry. <laughs> he would probably kill me. <laughs> he's a little guy. He's just a little guy. a little guy. And he's not
0: even on the Giants anymore. So No. Uh, so PFF ranked him as the number three uh, offensive lineman. ESPN had him ranked at two. NFL.com had him ranked at one said he is very very good there is very little that is wrong with his game i will say that when he faces high end talent and that he and that he can be <laughs> i will say when he faces high end talent that he can be got sometimes but it's not very often so i'm willing to look the other way he will be in the league for a long time and can start from day 1 you could even put him in at right tackle and i believe he would be fine until the left tackle spot was open if the team had a pro bowl caliber player uh, New York Giants do not have a Pro Bowl caliber player on the left-hand side. So um, what I did here for the New York Giants, and I thought I had it up and I did not, uh, was basically take Andrew Thomas and I took him from the left tackle spot and I moved him over to right tackle and then inserted Evan Neal on, into the left tackle spot. Yep. look good. You happy?
1: No, not with his next pick. (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) Number eight. This is probably our most, I I think this could be the most controversial pick because this is the pick that started the dreaded wide receiver run that we were not hoping as Packer fans to see. That's right. But one that I predicted was going to potentially happen. Uh, Drake London, wide receiver out of USC, taken by the Atlanta Falcons and uh it, him being the first wide receiver off the board isn't really that surprising it's just the fact of how high this run started did not believe it was going to start within the top 10 maybe between 10 and 15 um now a lot of people could say well that's not a big deal it's only like five picks well five picks matters in a single round in, in each single round so Uh, Drake London getting taken that high, that's when you started seeing the wide receivers going. Uh, What's your feelings about Drake London?
1: Um, It's very good with his hands. I think he he still needs to smooth some things out. I mean, huge target, huge arm radius. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's going to make it easier for especially a younger quarterback, even though they have Marcus Mariota. But looking big picture-wise, probably, this is not the year they're going to get their quarterback. Well, I mean, we'll see yet. draft is today. Um, But this is a nice piece. I mean, they've suffered so many losses with Ridley, not knowing what's going on. They lost Russell Gage, right? Um, There's some change over there at receiver. They do have Kyle Pitts. Uh, You know, let's face it, Atlanta needs a lot of pieces. Uh, I don't know if London is the right call at this number eight, but... I I see it. He has the tools. He he's got some talent. Um, and any Packer fan that's angry that we didn't get a first round pick, please focus your anger at the Atlanta Falcons. Right. <laughs> Thank you. I was that is it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was really surprised that Atlanta just didn't go defense and get and try and get, you know, one of the D tackles, one of the you know, outside linebackers that was still available there. Um like like you had said, you know, needed a lot of they needed a lot of pieces. They decided just to kind of go with wide receiver first. Um, wasn't a popular pick for whatever reason. Out in the Twitterverse, uh, people were saying that Drake London is going to take away from Kyle Pitts. I think that's the most stupid thing that I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Um, you need more than one guy. Uh, You'd rather have two or three guys there because they will take the pressure off one another. Now for fantasy, for fantasy, Drake London does not affect Kyle Pitts whatsoever. Marcus Mariota, uh, take away two <laughs> on his own. <laughs> Marcus, Marcus Mariota um, affects Kyle Pitts more than Drake London does. So um, PFF Adam Rank is the number two wide receiver, number two by ESPN, uh, number five by NFL.com. Uh, what I said about him is, and if you listened to yesterday's podcast, you already heard this, but catches with his hands, and this kid just doesn't want to go down to the ground. Fights as much po- uh, for as much positive gain as he can. Lined up all over the field, which is cool. He can play all three. Uh, and while his route running isn't the greatest, he has that reaction ability when he sees his quarterback in trouble and finds a way to get open. That's something I really like. Uh, He is a no-nonsense wide receiver in the style of Anquan Bolden, where they will do whatever is asked or necessary to help the team succeed and accomplish it to the best of their ability. He's not fast but makes up for it with smarts and his leaping ability. He won't become a team's number one, but I think he can be a solid number two with a long career. That's why I did not think he should have been in the top 10. I question whether or not he should have actually been in the top 15. He's not going to be... In in my opinion, he's not going to be a true number. End up being a true number one. He'll be a number two, in in terms of talent wise, at this level. So if you're looking to compare, um, the last couple of years, when I was talking to uh, uh, about like T Higgins and Jamar Chase, and we were comparing. So two years ago, I was really high on. T. Higgins, I said T. Higgins can be a number two. I said that's not to slight him. He just can't be, he's not going to be the overall stud type receiver. He's going to be very, very solid. He's going to get you good production. Jamar Chase comes in, and you can tell the talent level is, you know. Just what we said with Jamar, uh, Justin Jefferson a couple years ago. Yeah. Like You can see it. Yep. You can see passes it. Passes the eye test. Passes uh-huh. the eye test. He's going to be the future pro bowler for whatever team that he lines up on. I don't get that feeling with Drake London. I get more of a T. Higgins type feeling on it. So, in my eyes, he's going to be a number two, not a number one. But, for right now, he is Atlanta's number one. All right,
1: Unless well, Ridley... Well, at least done for the year. but
0: Yeah, really suspended. That's so right. basically all you're going to have is you're going to have Drake London. You're going to have – I put him in the spot where Auden Tate is, was uh, across from him. I have Kadero Hodge, and then in the slot I have Demir Bird. So, I mean, you look at the talent that's on Atlanta, Drake London is the best by far, um, at least for this season. Moving on to number nine, we get another offensive tackle. This is Seattle taking Charles Cross out of Mississippi State. Uh, what are your feelings about one Mr. Charles Cross? Um, I was okay with him, I believe. I wasn't he's, really that high. He's
1: pretty good at, like, everything. Um, he was pretty – like, he's not – not A plus and everything, but he's like B plus, A minus and everything. He's a pretty all around athlete, pretty round all way around, pass block, run blocking, like very, like, blue collar, hard working dude, and like he can get after it if he wants to, but he can also shut down that pass rush. So I mean, it's it's a pretty versatile piece that they got there, and I think it's you know he's just quiet. Everybody knows all about the first two guys, Neal and Aquano, and he's a, here's his cross guy, all quiet. But he's, he's right up there with his numbers. If you look at his numbers, his testing results. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's where I think. Yeah.
0: This is PFF's number one-ranked offensive lineman. Okay. Uh-huh. ESPN had him ranked at three, so did NFL.com. I said he was a very fluid blocker, can handle the switch from one man to another. Uh, that's not so, that's something that not a lot of the offensive tackles I looked at this year can do. Uh, keeps a nice pocket from his side and has nice hand placement on his pass blocking. Doesn't let his shoulders get turned and keeps himself balanced. Very strong run blocker. Gets his hands underneath the shoulder pads and just launches his arms into the defender. A very stable tackle that has a long future ahead of him at the next level. So uh, I do agree he's very sta- he's a very very stable. A guy definitely within the top three. I don't know if he would ever actually approach my number one, but kid, he gets the job done. He gets it done. Um, So as far as, let's go to Seattle here. So I plugged him in at left tackle. That leaves Damian Lewis at guard, Austin Blythe, who they brought in for center, Gabe Jackson at right guard, Jake Kerham at uh, right tackle, so they still need a lot of offensive line help. So when I did the team needs, I still left offensive tackle up because they do actually need to grab themselves another one if they can. Moving on to number 10, here's the second wide receiver off the board. And uh, wasn't the Ohio State receiver I thought that was going to come off first. It happened to actually be Garrett Wilson, uh, the wide receiver from Ohio State. Uh, going before Chris Olave goes off the board, uh, Garrett I did like, um, but did like Olave more. So this was a little bit surprising to me. Um, but I mean, if that if Garrett Wilson is their guy, I guess the Jets are just saying, "Hey, Garrett Wilson's our guy."
1: He's an explosive player, explosive receiver. He got that great burst. Uh, uh, he's a pretty solid catch. It uh, looked like he's route running is pretty solid too. It uh, might be a nice little fit there with the Jets, giving Wilson another another target to you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: acquire. Um, uh, where everybody was projecting him, he was supposed to be like the, the you know like according to the to media. He's supposed to be like one of the number one receivers off the board. So I mean, getting him at ten, I imagine if they had a they got a. I know, top five guy at number ten—that's pretty solid get for them, I believe, mm-hmm. in their eyes. And you know, now you have Corey Davis, you have uh, Moore, and now Wilson. That's pretty th- three solid targets for Wilson.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. You know? um, PFF had him ranked at number three at wide receiver. ESPN and NFL.com did have him ranked as the number one. Mm-hmm. Said he's a super fast and a great route runner. He would. He's able to gain separation with the greatest of ease, improved each season at Ohio State, and became better at catching the ball more with his hands than with his body when he used to trap it. He will be drafted in the first round this April and in contention to be the first wide receiver off the board. He was a wide receiver one in college, but I'm still unsure if he won't be a wide receiver two at best in the NFL. I like him, but in my eyes he isn't a Jamar Chase type prospect that can excel as a wide receiver one his rookie year. Moving on to the actual depth charts here, I have. I still put Elijah Moore as basically the X-type receiver, at the X-type receiver, um, with Corey Davis across from him, and then put Garrett Wilson in the slot. Now, what I think they can do now is they can take Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson and they can flip-flop them. It's kind of what. the Dallas Cowboys were doing with Michael Gallup and CD Lamb where they would interchange them out they would also do it with Amari Cooper Corey Davis I don't believe is going to be a guy who actually can get the job done in the slot from time to time so it will be more and Wilson that are going to flip in and out but I think you are going to see more of the three wide sets here uh with the New York Jets what do you think
1: I agree um they they're they're gonna try to stress that defense out and try to you know get him to play nickel and I think they'll take advantage of that zone scheme with Michael Carter and that and really help out Wilson with that play action game so bouncing him in and out position it'll be all up to him on what he picks up in camp you know yeah he definitely can do it
0: he definitely can do it he's got the he's definitely got the uh, athleticism. Oh, yeah. It's just whether or not he's got the know how to do it. Uh, so now that's going to bring oh, us.
1: yeah
0: It's going to bring us to your guy who is oh, not going to oh, go oh. to your team at number 11, and that's Chris Olave, the other wide receiver from Ohio State. Go ahead. Do what you got to do.
1: Well, <laughs> he's another explosive receiver. Um Great speed. I think he does a really good job of running his routes. to find a way to get open. I uh, definitely was a, di- a difference maker in uh, you know watching the Wisconsin and Ohio State games. Always seemed to be a thorn to the side. And I don't know. I feel like he had the bigger upside of the two, but I could figure wrong. Um, I mean, I, I, I like it. I mean, I'm not happy he went off the board to the Saints. I thought that was an interesting pick. But uh, if they get Michael Thomas back, you got Olave, uh, they, you know, it's a, a nice mix for them on their, on their squad. Um, you know, it's part of the uh, big run on receivers, so as a Packer fan, I'm starting to get nervous there, you know, being yeah. at the draft
0: and all. But, yeah, yeah. We thought, I said, there was only a couple of things that they were going to, that they could take here. It was going to be the wide receiver or it was going to be another offensive tackle. Uh, to put in there. Uh, PFF had alave ranked at four so did NFL.com. ESPN had him ranked as a number three wide receiver. I think that's too low. I think alave actually probably was the best wide receiver in this draft in my in my oh. humble opinion, you know even though I'm not a quote unquote expert. You know, sometimes <laughs> you know, sometimes <laughs> sometimes I have uh, deodorant case under my
1: armpits.
0: Uh, but uh, Olave is just one of those kids that really understands how to play the wide receiver position. He's a very clean prospect wow. that does everything yeah. well, and that he is, and that is why he's so highly regarded in this in this draft class. Runs crisp routes, nice separation, catches with his hands, can adjust to the throw and make uh, contested right. catches. There is no question that he will be one of the first three wide receivers taken in this draft. By a nose, he could even be the first one off the board. So Chris Olave was it's definitely smooth
1: and clean. That's a great way to describe his game. And,
0: and now we have, uh, yeah. So, this
1: is the one that upset me. Now, this is my humble opinion, the best receiver so, in the draft.
0: So, New Orleans moved up. New Orleans moved up. I mean, everybody moved up, right, <laughs> in this draft. So, uh, this was just the next team to move up. You know, uh, Detroit comes back in. And uh, who did they take? Who did they take, Paul?
1: Jameson Williams, <laughs> the best receiver in this draft. The Detroit Lions traded up, and got. Uh, I was a little upset. I didn't quite have my Jordan Love meltdown at the draft, uh, but, but, you know.
0: Um, you didn't? I did Because I believe what you said was, this is this is the worst vacation you've ever been on. <laughs>
1: this has ruined my trip. The lines has ruined my total Vegas experience in one shot. I I, do, I will not uh, affirm or deny any responsibility of those comments made at that time.
0: <laughs> I believe it was a, my fucking vacation is ruined.
1: <laughs> I would never swear. <laughs> yeah, man, this kid, I really feel like he's the man. I think he's the most, he's the, the Jamar Chase uh, Jefferson kind of prospect of this draft class and I know uh, it was over – his knee injury is what kind of kept a little cloud over him, Mm -hmm. um, why he wasn't going number one. And the Lions getting him here, doing this, uh, great pickup for them. I mean, obviously they they need receiver help. Yep. I mean, I, I just think this is the biggest weapon. The only, the only thing, in the draft. I think, the only you know. thing
0: that I didn't really agree with with Detroit doing this was I thought they gave up a little bit too much. Yeah, they did give up a lot. Um, and it was in division. Mm-hmm. That's don't do that. Yeah, with the Vikes,
1: give Vikings ammo. They don't need no ammo. Yeah,
0: let well, them suck on their it own. This gives them enough picks to <laughs> fuck up later. So
1: true, true. Uh, so, that you know, they probably didn't want to do that, but that tells you how much they love the kid to trade up and sacrifice as much as they did.
0: Yep. yeah. PFF had him ranked as their number one wide receiver. ESPN had him ranked at four. NFL.com had him ranked at three. So, basically, you know, he's right where he needed to be. I said he runs terrific w- routes and uses his hands to secure the catch. He has great speed and runs near perfect routes with the ability to cut on a dime. Uh, Very hard to bring down on the first attempt. Even coming off an ACL tear, he might still be the best wide receiver in this draft. The perfect prospect who will not be drafted at a discount, so the team who wants him will have to take on the risk that he might not be ready for training camp, but Williams had said he was ready for training camp, and I'm not so sure. I don't believe him. He is ready to go. He's been running. Uh, If I need a stud wide receiver, I'd be willing to take a shot on him. So... uh, I also did like Jamison Williams quite a bit. um, Was kind of hoping that he was going to be one of the guys that was going to drop down. And I know, you know, we already went through that you were hoping to. Yeah,
1: I was hoping. Or we packaged something up and trade up. And, uh, yeah. So? Then chaos happened. Yeah. I mean, really, it was draft day chaos right there.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, Number 13, we get off the wide receivers. We go back to the defense. D-tackle Jordan Davis. Uh, Eagles, Uh, traded up to get him to get out of Georgia, uh, arguably the best D-tackle in this draft class. But uh, what do you think about Jordan Davis?
1: Massive guy in the middle. Uh, Super strength. Uh, He's got some decent speed. Uh, And he's only getting better. Um, His ability to shed blocks, double teams. Uh, He's definitely a very disruptive football player. And I feel like watching him that they're just starting to tap into his ability, you know. Mm-hmm. And now you're putting him next to Fletcher Cox. Woo wee. You know, the stuff that he can learn, uh, from him. And that's, that's gonna be tough to run on Philadelphia if this kid plays like he should. If you watch the film in Georgia, this guy's a beast. But you know what you, what know?
0: Their, you know what their defensive line consists of now? Hassan Reddick, who they just brought in.
1: Pretty solid kid.
0: Uh, yeah, he's not not terrible at football at all. Not at all. <laughs> uh, Fletcher Cox. Then you have Davis, and then Brandon Graham on the other on the other side. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good front four. That's a stout front. And four. then you got Christian Ellis, TJ Edm- uh, Edwards, and because you're white as your linebacking, they're going to they're back to being the run stuffers again. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to be able to run on this team whatsoever. Um, but that's only if everything you know works out as planned. Uh, Jordan Davis, uh, number two prospect for D-Tackles for Pro Football Focus. He was number one with ESPN. NFL.com didn't even have a rank on him. I don't know why uh, they didn't do a defensive interior. So, uh, But I said he's an absolute monster that should not be blocked one-on-one. <laughs> he's a special player for sure, and he is going to help someone right away with not only their run defense but with their pass defense as well. Because he's going to blow up the middle of the offensive line. He is a mass at 6'6", 341 pounds. Dump truck
1: right Dump. in the middle. Yep.
0: Very good pick by the uh, Eagles. Eagles have actually had a pretty decent offseason, um, considering the fact that in, in this trade, this is the same trade uh, for this pick because they actually dropped down if I remember correctly, and that's how they got AJ Brown from the Tennessee Titans, and then signed him to an extension. He got his four-year extension. So Eagles are doing work. They they got their D tackle, and then they got their wide receiver uh, to fill in for one uh, Jalen. I'm absolutely fucking horrible at catching a football. Rager uh, putting him across from Devontae Smith, and I have. You know, it's a fight between Zach Pascal and Quez Watkins in the slot, but either one, you'd be happy as your third wide receiver anyway. So A.J. Brown going to the Eagles in this draft, it was uh, pretty amazing. Everybody was uh, uh, kind of just looking at each other like, what the fuck just happened? Uh-huh. So moving on, we are going to go to the Baltimore Ravens who actually did might as well talk about their trade as well, trading uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown to the Arizona Cardinals and uh, reuniting one Marquise Brown with his quarterback, Kyler Murray. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't put that connection together
0: yet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So now what you have in Arizona is you have DeAndre Hopkins, on one side, what I did for now and how I see it, because they brought they did bring AJ Green back. He did he did actually look pretty decent last year. It was just kind of the play of Kyler Murray that kind of kept him down. Um, Hopkins getting injured didn't help nope. as well. Uh, but had, now I've slotted Marquise Brown in the slot, be able to use some of his talent, his speed on uh, weaker corner defenders, uh, slot corner defenders. My bad. Um, So they, they're they pretty good. They should be pretty good as long as Kyler Murray, you know, gets his head on straight and fucking, uh, you know, plays to, you know, basically his capabilities. They should be a good uh, passing offense this year.
1: Interesting move by the Ravens, though, to trade their number one receiver or, you know, technical run receiver. I mean, uh, Andrews is really like their number one receiver. Right. And then, then instead of getting offensive to help right away, they got themselves a safety of Kyle Hamilton here. Which this kid can fly from sideline to sideline. In terms of covering ground, it reminds me of Earl Thomas, his range uh, when I'm watching him. Uh, Just amazing the the amount of uh, ground he can cover. Which, with that speed, he should be able to play some cover. Covering some receivers. uh, he can hit when he wants. His tackling needs some work, but that will come with you know come with time. I think this is a nice fit for that Ravens defense. Uh, I'm not sure how they're going to play him. They got this. Didn't they just draft a safety a year ago? Uh, so no, there's a they, little crowded back there.
0: They they signed uh, Marcus Williams this offseason. Okay. from uh, New Orleans um, to go along with Chuck Clark. But uh,
1: so. unlike Earl Thomas, who's like five foot nine, mm-hmm. Kyle Hamilton is 6'4", 220. The guy's got arms and legs for days, and with that speed, it's going to make it tough to pass on that
0: secondary. Yeah, you now they they are going to, in my opinion, they're going to run the three safety, three safety look on with uh, basically in their nickel nickel and dime. Uh, Marcus Williams, Chuck Clark, and then they'll have Kyle Hamilton, and they're gonna. I think they're gonna let Hamilton kind of free float, okay. um, with his coverage. Uh, big E is a hitter, so they are prepared to take on you know that Cincinnati offense with the three, the three wide sets, and I think that's kind of their bigger concerns, being able to take on them, take on guys like the you know Buffalo Bills. That type of deal. So the ones that are really strong at the wide receiver position.
1: Interesting move, like, for team-wise. You know, like like you said, they traded Brown away. You know, you're mo- missing on a key offensive piece and then building up that defense,
0: you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, now we move back to Houston. Uh, go back to the offensive side of the football. Kenyon Green, offensive guard from Texas A&M. He was, if I'm not mistaken... The top offensive guard in this draft uh per ESPN and NFL.com. He was the third overall ranked overall lineman. Uh said there he was played left tackle for the Aggies. He is such a good blocker with both the run and the pass, just dominates at the line of scrimmage and keeps fighting until the play is over. If he truly is considered a guard, he would be absolutely dominant as a rookie. So I have (laughs) I have this one. Um, kind of free-floating as well. I did insert him as an offensive guard um, because they do have Laramie Tunsil at the left tackle position, so there's no way he's going to play that left tackle position. But if they decide that they really, really want to move him to right tackle, he could play in front of Charlie Heck. Um, but for right now, I have him uh, slotted in right next to Laramie Tunsil on the left side at guard uh, with Justin Britt and then A.J. Can filling in at the other two interior positions. So, offensive line building, no matter what, if you put them at tackle or if you t- if you put them at guard, they have improved that offensive line. Yep.
1: Much needed help there. Oh, yeah. um, this could be a swing, swing player, guard, tackle, uh, if he doesn't claim a starting position. Yeah. Uh, yeah I think he's... Great depth piece. It's not something you want in terms of depth piece as a first round pick. Obviously, he's going to come in and be a starter, but like his versatility is huge and valuable, and it's a great pick for what they
0: need. Especially if they plan on keeping Tunsil there, yep. And like I said, they can move him to right tack. They could move him to right tackle, or just leave him in at guard and just have a massive, just a massive dude in there.
1: Get that running game going. There you go. they
0: need help. Number sixteen, we have Jahan Dotson, wide receiver out of Penn State. Now this one was kind of a little bit surprising. Um, did like Dotson a bit, but again, wide receivers going early. This wasn't something he was I think was fully prepared for.
1: You know, I think they reached I think they reached because the, the numbers in the receiver game was starting to the fall. You know, the top guys are gone, and I, I I'm not a huge fan of Donson, and I think maybe the Redskins are, excuse me, the Commanders, pardon me, I think panicked a little bit and took a guy sooner than they need. But they need a guy. See, that's the problem. Like, they do need a guy to help Scary Terry out. Right. You know, because De'Ami Brown hasn't quite stepped up yet, and...
0: I don't think Diami Brown's been given them really the opportunity to true, do it. True, true. That's my
1: – Especially with the quarterback influx and yep. inconsistency. So, I mean, I understand why they picked there, but I think it was more of uh, a reach. Uh, I, I, yeah, team need, but I, I, I think they could have got him later if they wanted
0: to. Well, the sites wouldn't mind. disagree with you considering mm-hmm. the fact that PFF had him ranked at number nine and said that he was going to be a second to third round pick. Oof. ESPN had him at six, <laughs> and then NFL.com had him at seven. So, okay. What I did say was he had steady improvement during his time in Happy Valley, a very fast wide receiver who runs decent routes and was involved in the screen game. Has the ability to gain separation, uses his hands to secure the catch, understands where he is on the field, and is able to feel the sideline. He runs a lot of the routes similar to Tyreek Hill. He can line up anywhere on the field and not just in the slot. I don't know if he can ever become a number one like Hill, but he sure as shit can become a team's number two. Um, But at that price, I don't know. I don't know if that was really the correct move as well. 17, we have another offensive guard in Zion Johnson out of Boston College going to the L.A. Chargers uh so getting some more offensive line help and they definitely needed it in la what did you feel about zion johnson
1: zion johnson this is uh i think the packers brought him in for an interview they were talking to him if i remember correctly he's kind of a massive dude my six three here i see the numbers um
0: Six
1: but, three three twelve. But I, what I remember is him just mauling people on some some of the film that I saw, where he's just moving moving people out of the hole mm-hmm. quite well. So this is a guy that's going to help um, that run game out in San Diego. Obviously, he's, he's going to be tough to get around too, being in guard inside. Um, I, I think it's I think it's a good solid pick. They need to replace some of those older guys out there. I mean they, they just lost uh Bulaga. Uh you know, uh, but he's at the right tackle. I mean they need a they need to help Herbert. Oh yeah. You know, so especially in that in that AFC. Well,
0: they they did pick up Will Clapp center. I mean true he's a backup to Corey Lindsley, but yeah. Um, Basically, what I did with Zion Johnson is I put him in at left guard in between Rashawn Slater and Corey Lindsley, Uh, moved Matt Filer over from left guard to right guard in place of Storm Norton and then just uh, left Trey Pipkins over on the outside at right tackle. Um, I would not be surprised if they go ahead and attack offensive line again considering the fact that they spent so much money um, this offseason on their defense and getting those parts kind of fixed that really all all they really need to focus on is on the offensive side of the ball. So Zion Johnson, I thought it was a good quality pick there. Yep. Agree. And uh and then here's here's where the Titans fell. And here's where here we figured out why AJ Green was traded. Or uh, uh, AJ Green. AJ Brown. AJ Brown, my bad. And that's uh Traylon Burks out of Arkansas, wide receiver. Coming to the Tennessee Titans, so one for one there. How did you feel about Traylon Burks going to uh, Tennessee Titans?
1: Well, the honesty, I wasn't too happy about that because I was hoping it'd be another receiver that the Packers could draft. But uh, apparently, as soon as I said it, the Tennessee Titans picked him. So at the time, I was kind of angry, but um, it's a great fit. Uh, kid, kid can play that. Um, he, he he play that position where they, they run those jet sweeps. They can put him in a backfield like Debo. Um, he's a big receiver. He's a great stock blocker, too, on the edge. So, like, it still helps Chris Henry because, you know, or excuse me. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. Henry. Yeah, Chris Henry. God. Yeah, hey, I saw his kid. Old, yeah, old I bang saw his green. kid. Uh, his kid's, like, one of the best or top recruits in the nation, Chris Henry's kid. Really? Uh, yeah, I just saw an article. That's why I was in my head. Um. Traylon Burks, great kid. Uh, I know, like, some of the combine numbers and all that. It doesn't have him as, like, one of the better athletes, but I'll tell you, he's a gamer. You can see a player is a player, and this kid makes plays, and Traylon Burks is a definitely a playmaker. So they kind of – it would have been perfect to team him up with A.J. Brown. This would have been ideal. This is what they were looking for when they got Julio Jones, you know. But now they got – I can see why I saw that little video of uh, – the head coach were able to get pissed when they uh, announced the trade. I mean, like, I, it doesn't make sense. but uh,
0: Basically, from what we were hearing was the fact that, you know, he wanted that contract. They weren't really willing to kind of pay it. So they figured, let's just start over. Cheap piece, you know, coming out of the draft um, for whatever it's worth. But, I mean, you just... You're kind of filling in the same, you know, hole that you just
1: traded. It. Yeah, it's it just it's kind of weird. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll get the water leaking in a dam. I put my finger here. Okay, take it out. Then put your left finger there. It's still leaking. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: PFF had him ranked as the number seven wide receiver. ESPN at five. NFL.com though was the highest at number two for Traylon Burke. So number two. Huh? Number two. Uh, they were all over the board on it. So moving on to nineteen, we have another New Orleans pick here, and that is one Trevor Penning, offensive tackle out of Northern Iowa. So I was not a huge fan of this pick, even though I knew at some point it was going to happen. Um, but that's pretty much uh, because I I, I'm, I called out Trevor I called out Trevor Penning. If anybody actually went through the spreadsheet and looked at this shit i went through and i i gave trevor penning the business (laughs) i gave him the business and i'm trying to find him here i should just uh but first here we'll just go this is gonna be a long one so let let me just go through this one and uh and then i'll get a couple of seconds for paula here to go (laughs) but uh pff Adam ranked at six uh, first and second round. ESPN ranked him at four. NFL.com ranked him at four. <sighs> Trevor Penning, Northern Iowa. I have some worries about this kid. When I looked at the offensive line, I will generally watch a whole game worth of offensive plays to see how the player handles himself during that game. I had to use two games for Penning. Uh, and in parentheses, I said I've had to do it for a couple players. But because they played so poorly in the first game, it, but it's because they had to, he They played so poorly in the first game I watched. I chose Iowa State as the first opponent because obviously they were going to be one of the strongest opponents Northern Iowa was going to play. Penning struggled mightily against the Cyclones with both his run and pass blocking. The second game I watched was against Southern Illinois, and he did look much better. So I have concerns that Penning can't handle better talent, and we know that the NFL is the best of the best. If he was being considered in the middle rounds of the draft, I could say that he has the time to work his way up as a backup and possibly become a reliable starter at some point. But you're talking about a guy possibly being taken in the first round, which to me is way too high, and he's going to bust if he is asked to become a starter from day one, which you can bet he is. And he is penciled in because at left tackle because Ryan Ramchek is still there at right tackle. Uh, so you have Trevor Penning, Andrus Pete, Eric McCoy, Cesar Ruiz, and Ryan Ramchek. You want to finish off Trevor Penning real quick before we move on?
1: Uh, I hate to take away from being an aggressive football player, especially on the offensive line. You know, like, he, there's a guy who likes to finish. You know, he takes guys and mauls them. But, like, like you said, taking that to the NFL game, he's... You ain't going to do that to these grown men. You might be able to do that at the college level against some of these kids. And being that overly aggressive gets you you out of position. And if he tries to do that, take that finisher game to the next level, he's going to struggle a lot. Uh, I mean, I saw it. You can see it in the film. But, I mean, his numbers are 6-7. 325. I mean, they're the numbers for playing off at offensive tackle and holding that down. Like, I mean, he's got it. Can he be coached out of some of those bad habits? That's going to be on the Saints here to get him out of that. If the Saints can coach him up, they got a chance. But uh, like current, we're watching on film currently. Yeah. Could be the first bust of the and draft, that,
0: and that's why I'm saying in yeah. the first uh, round, you don't want a guy that you have to coach up to play the position. Uh, it,
1: it, it's tough, right? It's Northern Iowa. It's not the big school. It's and, and then you got a guy who's just a good, hard-working dude.
0: Just, I like. Yeah, I, I
1: want. Yeah, I don't want to like. Speak I like the kid. But, like, I like the
0: kid. He's a very good kid. Uh, I but I don't like what I see. But I don't like <laughs> what I see so. Um, Let's see here. What do we got going on? Oh, shit. We're at an hour already. Uh, So let's get through these last 13 here a little bit quicker. Sounds good.
1: uh, Kenny Pickett. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) And number 20, Pittsburgh takes Kenny Pickett (laughs) at
0: quarterback. Um, But he's got
1: little hands. He's got little hands. Just like the Burger King commercial (laughs) a few years back. You hands know who a I burger. don't you know you
0: know who I don't like? Kenny Pickett. Your tiny man. hands smells of cabbage.
1: <laughs> <laughs> good. I was gonna throw that big football at those little hands.
0: Oh man. PFF had him <laughs> ranked as the number four quarterback. ESPN and NFL.com had him ranked at two. This
1: guy is falling.
0: Uh what I said is he's the most complete quarterback in this class, and I don't know if that is saying too much. He doesn't run, but he can move out of the pocket to make his throws. He has a nice co- uh, nice compact throw, and his arm slot is right where I like to see it, even when he's on the run. That's a big deal. He can make all the throws you ask of him and hit his target right where you need to in tight coverage. If you're telling me the only thing wrong with him is that his hands are small, <laughs> then you say fuck it and take him because he is the one quarterback who could start from day one and not kill your team. Uh, I like his footwork, and he doesn't pull that whole back leg off the turf as much as the other quarterbacks in this draft when throwing deep. Uh, you are you fully understand when I talk about pulling the leg off the ground, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's that complete pitcher's throw where that whole leg comes off, and you're completely off balance. And Pickett doesn't do that. Got to clean um, that up. Everything I see, everything I see with Pickett, um, I don't think he's going to become a potential pro bowler. But I think he's going to be a competent quarterback, um, kind of like Jimmy Garoppolo, but better. I think that's with the right, with the right coaching, be Jimmy Garoppolo, but better.
1: And is he really going to be asked to be a starter off the bat right now? Because they got Trubisky, uh, Mitchell,
0: Mitch, Mitch, Mitch. Trubisky.
1: Mm-hmm. So Depends. if they got a yeah, if they got a chance to let him sit behind and learn, maybe this year or maybe half a season. You know, one of those deals. Yeah.
0: So. I think it, I think in this climate of the NFL is it's if you can get a half a season, um, you're probably asking for a lot. But that's you're at least hoping for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twenty one. I we, like this one. You like this one because Kansas City traded up and they took a corner in Trent McDuffie from Washington. Go ahead, you can go talk uh, about your the, Trent McDuffie.
1: I like him. A uh, little guy uh super fast um uh, very like great man-to-man not afraid to, to hit very reminds me of jair alexander like his play style mm-hmm. um i mean the 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 mock on him is he's too small you know he, what he's like 5'11", which is i don't know he he looks to me like five six <laughs> 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 but uh uh he is a younger player coming in out of a, as a junior uh i I think it's a good it's a good pick that helps that secondary for the Chiefs because they definitely need it. Oh, uh-huh, they need a lot of help. They, over they need there. a lot of help, and I, I think this is a nice man to man coverage kind of corner that they got.
0: EFF had him ranked at number three. ESPN also said number three. NFL.com had him ranked at two for a corner. Okay, that's interesting. And right. that nFL.com thought he was better than either Sauce or Stingley. Stingley, yeah. So and they're getting
1: them. They're getting them at twenty one.
0: Yep. So I said he looks like the fastest corner in this draft, if I'm completely honest, breaks well on the receiver and either gets his hand in there to knock the ball away or makes the tackle. He's deserving to be within the top five at the position and will get the chance to start right away. Uh, McDuffie I really, really did like as well. Number 22. We have the Green Bay Packers, and they took a linebacker. Future Hall of Famer. (laughs) <laughs> Quay Walker <laughs> from Georgia. <laughs> go ahead, you love the kid. You know, you you go ahead and talk about.
1: I well, I it's he's growing on me, I tell you that. Uh 64, it was a 224 241. 241. Okay. Uh He looks like a defensive end playing middle linebacker. Uh, he's got the speed. He's going sideline to sideline. Uh definitely a great run block uh defender. Mm-hmm. Um I saw him blowing up plays. Uh, I feel like he's ascending. He's one of those ascending athletes. Like, we haven't seen his best game yet. Like, there's a, a high ceiling on this kid. Um, they're just kind of figuring him out. You know, with all those uh, studs on Georgia's defense, it's going to be tough to be a standout player. Yeah. You know, but the, his, his numbers, his size, his speed uh, – that's not the like uh, they were actually comparing him to Devondre Campbell as like a comp and it's funny that he's gonna be next to him on the Packers defense um, if he brings anything like that to the table they got themselves a, a stud uh, and when I was like one other thing I was watching when I was watching film like I said he, he looks like a defensive end like uh, there's maybe potential we'll see how they want to play him. But he looks like he could line up on an outside linebacker and do some pass rush. That's the kind of size. I know it's college film we're looking at, so pads look different. But, like, when I'm watching that, that's what I saw. Can he do that? I don't know. But it looks like a versatile athlete that he has potential to
0: do that. It's quite possible, Mm -hmm. and I thought about this too last night, that they could mix and match Rashawn Gary and him on the same side and flip him. Do some stunts. Do some stunts and stuff on there. game. I said he was a pretty decent pass defender and an even better run defender. Uh, Relentless pass rusher, though. Georgia is producing some nice linebackers uh, this year, and Walker might be my favorite of the bunch. Uh, He was ranked fourth by PFF, uh, third uh, by both ESPN and NFL.com. I thought that was rather low um, for the inside linebackers. He was probably, at, at the bare minimum, he was my second favorite linebacker in this whole draft. Uh, but moving on, we get to number 23. This is the Buffalo Bills. They took Kayer Elam, uh, the cornerback, out of Florida. And Alam uh, was somebody that we really did like uh, coming out of Florida. Um, didn't know if he was going to make it in the first round or not, but he did end up slipping in here. Uh, if I can find The son of a bitch. (laughs) Now, if I would not make a uh, 150-page draft guide, that would be great, too. Um, PFF had him ranked at number five. They did have a first or second round projection on him, depending on how it went. ESPN had him at six. NFL.com had him at four. Um, So he did kind of go right where he was supposed to um, in terms of the position. I did say he can play man to man in zone coverages and will play in the slot. Seems to handle the short and mid range routes better than the long routes with speed receivers. That was my only knock on him. Uh, he is better on the outside where he can use the sidelines as an extra defender and play the ball better. I like him, but I'm not sold on him overall. You know, and that's just if he would have happened to have gone in front of, you know, McDuffie, you know, Stingley and all that type of things. So that would have been the only knock. He's very, very good. He can learn um, a little bit better on, like, say, those speed, longer speed routes. But you know, I do like the kid.
1: I, I, I like the kid. I was uh, thinking back to what you were talking about, like, with the uh, number two receivers, like T. Higgins, mm-hmm. like, and then there's Chase, like, the number one. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like he's, like, the, a number two corner. Like, okay. he's enough to hold it down, uh, nice cover guy. Occasionally, maybe he gets burned over the top. You know, occasionally, not regularly. I think he's got great cover skills. He's not afraid of tackle, which is also huge. Um, And he's just a junior, so he's got a lot of good football ahead of him. So, pretty solid pick. And, you know, that uh, whole cornerback pool was getting pretty depleted here at the end of the first round here. So, this is a nice spot to get one of your top talent athletes right at the end of this draft. Well,
0: and the thing of it is, is, you know, they had lost Levi Wallace uh, to Pittsburgh, so they really needed to fill that spot in there because there's no way in hell you were going to let Dane Jackson be your um, corner opposite of Tredavious White. Uh, we know Teron Johnson would, is the, you know, prototypical slot corner. That's where he he's best suited. So they needed a guy who could play on the outside. Kieran Lam comes in, and like I said, he he knows how to work a sideline and keep the defender trapped. In there, push uh-huh. him, get him pushed, get himself pushed out of bounds, so then he can't even be right. in the play. And then
1: you got Hyde and Poyer over the top
0: for him. So, yep, 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 yep. So, uh, number twenty-four, we had Tyler Smith, offensive tackle out of Tulsa. Um, they did have a right tackle need, so Mr. Smith is going to come in right away here uh, for the uh, Dallas Cowboys. And take over for one, Lyle Collins, who they did cut uh, this off season was picked up by uh, Cincinnati. So, uh, Tyler Smith, what do you think?
1: I think he's come in and he can start for him. I think he's a a B plus kind of guy. Pretty much does everything better than average. Uh, Pretty solid. Um, uh, Coming out of Tulsa, I don't. I have no worries about that. I think it's a good pick here.
0: It's a very solid pick. Uh, PFF had him ranked as number five offensive lineman. ESPN had him at seven. NFL.com had him at six. I said about him, I went straight to Tulsa versus Ohio State for Smith, and this kid held his own against a heavy, heavy pass rush. Um, I mean, it was a murderer's row that he was facing uh, with the – I mean, it was blitz after blitz after blitz. And he was holding his own very nicely. Uh, very sound in his technique, and it looked like the Ohio State defenders were completely caught, caught off guard and on skates. Sometimes you will see his hands come out and around the shoulder pads, but for the most part, he did a really good job. The kid could play at the end, at the next level. So Tyler Smith, uh, I think it was about right for him to go, and uh, Dallas, you know, securing that offensive line for Dax, uh, uh, Dakota. Dakota Prescott. Mm-hmm. Moving on, we have the Baltimore Ravens, who this is where I believe they traded Marquise Brown, okay, and got uh, and got the pick uh, from Air- Arizona. Arizona. Yep. Um, this is and- like the most Ravens pick too. Yeah, you want to say you want to Tyler about
1: Lindenbaum, this? I mean, state champion wrestler. Uh, he's been a mauler you love love those offensive wrestlers that's right Uh, definitely know about leverage uh, inside hand position footwork all that makes such a big difference in wrestling actually he pinned uh tristan wirfs i believe in the state championship or to go to the state in iowa yeah so uh a lot a lot I like about this kid it's just a grinder hard worker but he's also the commander of that offensive line calling out uh blocking schemes and all that uh i think it's a great fit right here and he could probably play guard for him too because they don't have to play him in the center but the way they run the ball in baltimore this guy boom fits right in with them and this is a great get um i can see why they traded up to go get him um i like him it's a great fit
0: Uh, 10-year career. Number one on the board for centers, according to PFF, was the number one rated offensive lineman in total. Overall? Overall. Okay. (laughs) So I said, wow, when a guy makes his blocks on both running and passing plays seem completely effortless – that is the mark of a top prospect for the next level. Mm-hmm. Know how to move up to the next level on runs, and absolutely attacks on his pass blocking with the ability to not only block his man, but put a hand on the guard's man and control. That's
1: that wrestling. Both. <laughs>
0: Dude is a stud.
1: He's a stud, and, and at 25, they got to be pretty happy. I bet you they had a few cocktails. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure they did. Uh, Jermaine Johnson... Like him, man.
1: like him. Um, it, it surprised he fell, especially with all the hype behind him. The um, great kid for the Jets here adds to that their defense, which they need a pass rush. Um, he's a pretty good athlete. Uh, he can Give you a sideline to sideline effort, decent against the run, but his skill is pass rush. and uh, he's going to get after the quarterback, and that's Jets need that big time. Um,
0: Where did he originally play?
1: Uh, Florida State. Uh, Georgia, actually. Georgia, and then he transferred to Florida State. So uh, it was like he left on good terms, but he was just trying to get noticed, which I don't blame him now that there's like 10 Georgia defensive players that were drafted <laughs>
0: in the first round. You he know what I mean? Buried on a depth chart. Buried he just a needed chart. to get out. Yeah. Uh, PFF had him ranked at five, uh, ESPN had him ranked at four, and NFL.com had him ranked at two. So Jermaine Johnson fell in this draft. And uh, got scooped up by the New York Jets. Mm-hmm. Good for, pick. Yep. Great for Salah. Yeah.
1: Head coach. He's going to do good with him.
0: Number 27, we had the Jacksonville Jaguars again. And it's Devin Lloyd, inside linebacker out of Utah. I believe you kind of like Devin I Lloyd.
1: I like him a lot. Great athlete. Arms and legs for days. Great leader in the locker room. I came back for his senior year. Uh, well, I think we probably all saw that draft day story. Came back because... Couple of teammates uh, passed, Yep. and he wanted to win that. Uh, pack, or, is Pac-12? Mount Mount, uh, Mount
0: Mount West, isn't it?
1: Yeah, for Utah. Yeah, Utah. The, they wanted to win the championship <clears throat> for him. Um, uh, just a great leader, great player. Uh, Was probably what, the top inside linebacker on the draft board, and you're getting him at 27. You know, yep. um, great. Just athlete, great athlete. They got a good player right there.
0: Number one by PFF, number two by both ESPN and NFL.com. Mm-hmm. The do-it-all linebacker who can play inside wow. and outside. Mm-hmm. He can go into pass coverage when he had, where he had a knack for making plays his senior year and also rush the quarterback. He can also handle the run and does a good job of recognizing screen plays and getting his ass over there to make the play. He's really, really good and will make his mark at the next level. So, Devin Lloyd, Stud for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think Jacksonville did... Very good. Very good.
1: <laughs> hey, talking about studs. How about uh, the number 28 pick?
0: Huh? Go ahead. This is the Packers pick, so we'll just <laughs> let Paul fucking have his day.
1: Future All-of-Famer, Devontae Wyatt. Three-technique <laughs> nose tackle, D-line specialist, uh, next Super Bowl champion. Nah, he's very explosive player. Um... Uh, Great lateral and upfield movement for a big man. I saw uh, a couple of game tape breakdowns with, with his technique against the pass rush, like shedding, shedding um, the offensive lineman's hands with great technique. Um, he's he's going to be a great disruptor. And if he can bring that to the table next to Kenny Clark, that is going to be a very nice fit in Green Bay.
0: What about his off-the-field Type stuff.
1: I ain't worried about that. Not worried about it? I'm not worried about no. that. Uh, I, no. th- to be honest, uh, they do enough, Packers do enough homework with their guys. Uh,
0: if, you know, if kids are kids. If they had any real concerns, they would They would've. wouldn't
1: have taken him where they took him. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, plus our locker room. Our locker room. Like, I'm a part of the Packers locker room. But, <clears throat> our, as you know, we have a really solid, like, healthy Locker room, like we can take guys in that are quote unquote. I don't believe he's a troublemaker, but troublemaker in, and he'll get along. He'll do his <clears> thing. <throat> All
0: right. So what I said was, why it demands a double team or at least a chip block to slow slow him down, as he has some quick feet for such a big body. The nice thing about him is, unlike a lot of the defensive tackles I've looked at, he is one of the few who instantly gets his hands in the air if he can't make it to the quarterback to try and get to the pass deflection. He's going to be really, really good in the NFL. And what's this? I did I add this at the end? Oh yeah, fuck you, Peter Bukowski. Okay, yes. So now we're number twenty nine, and uh, another pick. It's a little peculiar. Some might say strange. Mm. In Cole Strange, offensive guard out of Tennessee Chattanooga, and uh, there's a little bit of some controversy with this one. just based on some, how some coaches and GMs <laughs> act in the league uh, towards these guys, you know, towards other teams, picks and stuff. Uh, yeah. What do you what,
1: interesting video of uh, Coach Mache and uh, what's it? Uh, what's a
0: McVay and Sneed? Yeah,
1: McVeigh and Sneed, and uh, a little. They were mocking the Patriots pick here. <clears throat> uh, check it out for yourselves, but it's pretty funny. Cole Strange, I don't know much about. I haven't got a chance to really look at him, so I'll be honest with you. uh, Not sure where he's at.
0: He was a number nine offensive lineman uh, for pro football focus. He was ranked number four and number three by ESPN and NFL.com. I said he's a very clean, very stable prospect, very smooth on both pass and run blocking, and could travel to his next block very easily. Should be able to become a starter at some point in the NFL. So, Strange is, to me, is a guard that's kind of one of those, he's a fringe, he could start from day one, or it would take you know a year for him to become a, you know a starter, gain all that type of thing. So the thing of it is going to the Patriots, if they are picking that, that means that they have him locked in as a starting uh, caliber type player. We will trust in Bill Belichick here. Uh, Move sure. Cole Strange right into right guard where they did have a need. Uh, so instead of James Ferentz there, we have one Cole Strange. So now you have Isaiah Wynn, Michael Inwanu, uh, David Andrews, Cole Strange, and Trent Brown. So they got their offensive line fixed, keep Mac Jones on his feet, and uh, hopefully, potentially, make it to the playoffs number 30 here's another fun one here's another <laughs> one of my favorite guys uh going to the kansas city chiefs we have george carloftis defensive end for purdue what are your feelings about one
1: well, george, I, I love his effort he is non-stop don't you know merciless effort you know and as a defensive player that's what you want out there uh pretty solid kid i remember him in a versus the badgers you know he made some big plays big time plays put some pressure on kind of got quiet a little bit at times though in that run game but he's a very disruptive dn it doesn't as motor. it never quits that's what i see
0: on uh, rank number three for pro football focus rank number five uh at espn and number two at nfl.com Had to be double-teamed to be stopped because he takes advantage of his one-on-ones. Utilizes all the rush moves you'd like to see a young prospect implore. High motor and smart at reading how to take advantage of his blocker. Not much of a run defender, and it is something that he will have to work at at the next level. He shouldn't be considered as high as he is without being more of a complete player, but we know teams will jump at the chance at grabbing a pure pass rusher. So, Karloff, this... I like the kid. I just didn't want him on my favorite team because I ha- I do have a feeling that he does have some bust potential there. But if, but in the right spot with the right coaching, um, he really doesn't have all that much that he needs to work on to become a complete player. So, ending up in Kansas City, good coaching staff there. So um, Spags will get him get him going the way that he wants him to go. At number thirty one. The Cincinnati Bengals take safety Daxton Hill from Michigan. Daxton Hill. We great liked pick. it. We liked Daxton yeah, Hill.
1: great pick. You can play that nickel. You he can, he can uh, obviously play safety nickel corner. I think uh, it can be in the box. Very versatile. Gives you a hell of an athlete and a great cover corner, or a great solid cover guy.
0: Yeah. Uh, number four at the position for pro football focus NFL.com agreed with that one. ESPN had him at number two. I said he's a good coverage safety and can handle the run really well. I also like how he blitzes where he where he is committed, but is ready to get his hands up if the quarterback releases the football. Is tackling a suspect as he is another one of those lower the shoulder type guys. That was my knock on him, Uh, but he has the ability to be a really good tackler. Uh, So coaching again, he's really good, but I don't know if he's my favorite. He is fine though, uh, for where he went. Last but certainly not least, we had the Minnesota Vikings jump back up into the first round, and they took another safety in Lewis Sin from Georgia. What are your feelings about it Lewis?
1: Very, very good safety. Uh definitely got some speed. Not afraid to come up and hit you in the mouth. Um, So he's in a very aggressive safety. It kind of fits that Vikings uh, genre, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, He's got a chance to learn there with the Harrison there back there. Uh, There's another Georgia player off the board, but, you know, uh, hard to stand out on a defense when you got, like I said, five first-round picks here, it seems like. Right. Um, But heck of an athlete. Actually, it was one of the guys I was kind of – Want to see the Packers kind of scoop up, but I thought he was uh, an outstanding athlete. That he's definitely a playmaker. You do not want to come across the middle and not him. That's 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 what I saw.
0: Pro Football Focus had him mm-hmm. ranked as a number two safety. ESPN at four. <clears throat> NFL.com dot com ranked him at six. I did say I like him more in pass coverage than run coverage, which he can do. Yeah. Coverage skills are way better with the way he plays the receiver and stays with them, not turning his head until he sees the receiver turn his head in anticipation. He tries to tackle way too high on the body, which could get him in big trouble in the NFL. Uh, a team will work with him on it. I hope. So, again, you know, a lot of times you just you get these tackling issues, um, and that stuff can be coached out of a player. Um, so you just you hope it it gets done at the NFL level um, you know somebody recognized it you know if I see it then somebody else certainly better be fucking seeing it um, at that level there um just real quick, maybe we can s- kind of go through some of what we expect for the second round um, man, I just gotta find the right thing here so. What are you what are you expecting as far as positions to be get taken uh, for the second round here well,
1: definitely quarterback I think quarterbacks are going to start moving um, maybe we'll yeah we'll see a running back today Think um, so yeah um, more receivers there's I'm, a ton of receivers that are going to be taken off the board still
0: going back to running back sorry yeah <clears throat> um, I'm hearing a lot. I'm seeing a lot of people saying that Kenneth Walker is going to go in front of Brees Hall. Do you agree with that? No.
1: I like Brees Hall. Kenneth Walker to me is a slow starter. Like I, I just, I don't know. I don't. I I don't see it in him.
0: There's something about him. I said it. I go. It's <laughs> so, just like when I was watching Saquon way back when. and I'm like, mm, I don't know. And and I'm. It's not like I'm saying that he's not good. Right. It's just. It's there's something off about the style, like his style and how he's going to perform. I'm that not
1: passing that eye test, I tell you that.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um, hey, is there any running backs that you're exactly, you know, what you want to see um, today?
1: Oh man, oh uh, maybe the BYU kid, Tyler Eldra, but I don't know if that's he's worthy of a second, third
0: round pick. Yeah, he's probably he's probably gonna go tomorrow. I would say
1: yeah, most of the guys that I like are later rounds. Yeah. I, I, this for me in running backs, this was a tough year. Yeah, there's no outstanding um, guy that I like. You know.
0: Do we think Willis is going today?
1: I think Willis goes today.
0: What about Ritter? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, wide receivers, we got a couple left there. There's the going to be
1: like ten of them.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they're it. going. You and and uh, it.
1: then there'll be you know potential players, uh, potential size. Like there's a what six two corner, six two corner that's still available. I thought was pretty good coming out of what it was a Texas El Paso or something. He was a receiver turned into a DB. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. I think God, I think players like that with huge upside potentials are. Uh, that's where a lot of we'll be going today.
0: Well, just for fantasy purposes, though, uh, just looking at ESPN's best available right now, you'd have Christian Watson, Sky Moore, John Metchie III, George Pickens, and Alec Pierce. That would be their top five at wide receiver. Um, running backs, they have Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker III, James Cook, Isaiah Spiller, Brian Robinson Jr. Um, Surprised to see Damian Pierce come in as six. Um, he used to be a lot higher, so they've kind of come off on there. But running backs, I think it's only Hall or Walker that have the opportunity to come off today. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, I'm saying actually, you know what? Potential for second round, third rounders. You probably say you yeah. could probably see Cook. You could see Spiller. It just depends yep, yep, on yep. what teams think. Um, if we're talking full two, two, three. Uh, at quarterback, you're probably going to see Corral, uh, Corral, and Howell um, as well get taken today. Tight end, I really only see a couple coming off potentially today. That would be McBride, um, and that would be later in probably the third, and then uh, Greg Dolchik out of uh, UCLA. I kind of like the kid, but I kind of like kind of like Jeremy Record a lot better. Uh, there's Out one of Ohio guy I State. like. J- Woods. Jelani. Yes, that's the guy. Jelani. Jelani, I can't fucking block Woods. Yeah. Have He's fun with He's a tight end. We
1: just need him to catch.
0: All right. Look oh. at his size. <laughs> uh, let's see what they got for offensive tackles yeah. here, top five, because uh, those are going to go today, too. Uh, yeah. Bernard Raymond, Abraham yeah. Lucas, Nicholas Petit-Farreer. Uh, Luke uh, Godek, uh, Godecki, out of Central Michigan. Daniel Falela, out of Minnesota. I think that's pretty good. Offensive guards: uh, Sean Ryan, I did like him, out of UCLA. Uh, Dylan Parham, uh, Darian Kennard, Jamir uh, Jamari uh, Sailor, uh, Zach Tom. Although I could see Marquise Hayes, Hayes from Oklahoma centers, uh, just a couple maybe. Cameron Jurgens, Donovan West, um, Alec Lindstrom, I did like out of uh, Boston College. Defensive ends here. Arnold Ibikiti. Sam Arnold. Penn State. Well, no. Well, Logan Hall. Josh Paschel. Uh, DeMarvin Leal. Uh, and Cameron Thomas. Uh, Kingsley Uh, Enagberry Enagberry out of uh, South Carolina I liked Um, D Tackle Travis Jones, Perrion Winfrey Fedarian Mathis Zachary Carter Neil Farrell Um, I think I like that kid I like Haskell Garrett I think more out of uh, Ohio State Um, and I think uh, Otito Og Banania out of uh, UCLA at D-Tackle. I like, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dean, without a shadow of a doubt, is going today. Uh, Christian Harris, Leo Chanel. Yeah, let's uh, go on Wisconsin. Chad Muma and Channing Tittle are their top five there. Uh, let's see, outside linebacker. Da- David Ojabo out of Michigan will go today. Boy Mafé from Minnesota, Drake Jackson, Nick Benito, and D'Angelo Malone. Corners, Andrew Booth Jr., Kyler Gordon, Roger McCreary. That one's going to be I'm intrigued to see where he goes. Cam Taylor Britt as well. Uh, and Tariq Woolen uh, from, that's the uh, Texas San Antonio kid. That's
1: it, that's it, that kid. That's the kid right there.
0: Look. Yep. That's I the knew kid. that was Tell the kid him. that you were looking at. Um, and then as uh, as far as safeties, you got Jalen Petrie from Baylor, Jaquan Brisker from Penn State, Kirby Joseph Illinois uh, Kirby Joseph I don't like at all. Uh, Nick Cross from Maryland I did like, and JT Woods from Baylor. Also, Brian Cook could uh, also go in there. Um, how about a long snapper? You think a long snapper is going to go today?
1: Yeah, hopefully the Bears take him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Calidomitus. <laughs> what did I say? What did I say about him? I can't remember. I can't remember what I wrote about him. And I just, I Nerd. totally did. Yeah, he was, he was uh, ogre from Revenge of the Nerds, running down the field screaming, "Fucking nerds!" <laughs> But that's what we got. Where are you uh, going,
1: bro. We got to get down to that
0: draft. I know. We got we to gotta lock this one up. So uh, on behalf of one Mr. Paul Burkholz. Thank you, everybody. You know where to find me on Twitter <laughs> and Instagram <laughs> at RoyDog underscore 13. And over on Facebook, Dennis M. Roy. <sighs> Enjoyed the first round. Still going to tell you right now, Nashville fucking did it better. Peace out.